0: Love,
1: talk, Hello there. Hello, this is Carl, and we are going to start our program here in a very short period of time. Uh, Bible study uh, on Freedomizer Radio. And we'll go for the next hour and a half. And uh, I just am uh, going to make my way to the area that I'm going to work in, and uh, we will continue. We're expecting another person Raven to come on until she comes on uh I will uh, give you a phone number to call in anywhere from continental United States. you can call this number and it's toll free uh in continental United States, whether you're using a landline or you are using a cell phone. the number is three one nine five two seven six two oh eight. That's 319-527-6208. And that will be anywhere in continental United States toll free. Now, you can call in and you can uh, use a uh, ask your question. You can call in and uh, uh, make a comment. Uh, The one thing that would be handy, but it's not a cardinal rule, is that if you do call in and ask a question or make a comment, uh, if you could keep it to the context of what we're talking about, what we're doing, but that is, I'm not, I'm not gonna remain rigid on that. So if somebody has a question about the Bible, I'll answer any, or excuse me, I will attempt to get an answer from the Bible. Now that's the one rule I hold on myself. I'm very slow to give opinions I won't say I'll never give them, but when I do, I'm very, very cautious to make sure you know its opinion, because like Paul said in 2 Timothy 2.7, in fact, I'll read it to you. In 2 Timothy 2.7, he said, uh, consider what I say, but the Lord give you understanding in all things. That's the one rigid rule I've got, whether it's my... Study I do, or any any of the studies I do, or any of the um, answers I give, I always want to be giving them from the scripture because nobody can nobody can give you what the Lord the Holy Spirit who inspired every word in this book can give you the best that anyone can do, and I mean anyone and anyone as you know from your anybody knows from their grammar includes myself the one speaking. The best we can do is to point you to the Word of God. He is the teacher. That's John 14:26, 15:26, 26, 26, and 16:13. We're going to continue today on a message that may never end, depending on how long Jesus takes to return, and that is the. Cross of Christ And every week I say the cross of Christ Is the single The single Most important Decision When I say the cross of Christ I'm not being like For instance uh, Some persuasions Believe that you're talking About the actual cross And if you have a little sliver of the relic Or a sliver of of a piece of clothing the people wore, or whatever. No, I'm not saying that. When I say the cross of Christ, I mean the sacrifice of God himself as a human being that willingly made in order to save our soul. That's what the cross of Christ means. God willing, willingly gave up his life as the only sacrifice that would possibly restore possibly definitely would restore it's 100% necessary and 100% sufficient was the cross of Jesus Christ and by the cross again i don't mean the uh the material the wooden beam i mean the sacrifice of god himself for he became a human being and willingly gave him up his life in order to save our souls. In fact, you know, I'm, I'm, I feel I'm I'm saying it about the way I want to. But let me read something in First John that will make here. It's from the Scripture, and I can't say it as well as the Scripture can, no matter what I do. So let me read the Scripture. I'm going to go to First John chapter four, and I'm going to read seven through eleven. Beloved. Let us love one another, for love is of God. Everyone that loveth is born of God and knows God. He that loveth not knows not God, for God is love. In this was manifested the love of God toward us, because that God sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. And him is his son, Jesus Christ. Herein is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us. And he sent his son to be the propitiation, which means payment, for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought to love one another. Herein is love, which is the single single largest, biggest, most important characteristic of God that we need to focus on. Because without the love of God in me, in other words, my love can never, as a human love, can never accomplish what God can accomplish. It is the love of God in me that God actually works his love in me. And if I am a willing and obedient Preacher, teacher, minister, uh, God will actually show his love to another individual if they're willing and they're obedient and they're walking in his ways. So herein is love, not that we love God because then I earn it, I deserve it, I merit it. The grace of God. And grace is something that we can't earn, we can't merit, we can't deserve. We can do nothing to keep it. It is a gift of God. Remember, in Ephesians 2, 8, 9, it says, in 2, 8, we are saved by grace through faith. We are not saved by faith. Please don't fall into that trap, because then you're putting some of the burden. In fact, most of the burden, in fact, all of the burden eventually will come down to the fact that it's your faith that saved you. No, it is not. It is the grace of God. Titus 2:11." does exactly the same thing. It says the grace of God for salvation has appeared to all men. The grace of God for salvation has appeared to all men. We are saved by the grace of God. Then we go back again and apply that to 1 John chapter 4, verses 7 through 11. Beloved, let us love one another For love is of God, and everyone that loves is born of God and knows God. He that loveth not, God, for he that loveth not, let me start over. Verse 8, he that loveth not, knoweth not God, for God is love. In other words, if the love of God is not working in an individual, I don't care where they've risen in the academic world, even in Christianity, you do not know God. That's not me saying that. That's the Bible. The love of God, does it actually flow through you to other people? Now, let's say you're sort of the way I am, slow to apply things that I intellectually understand. Don't make a works out of this. Just ask God to show you. Do you have the love of God? Well, how do I know if I'm born again? Let me, let me give you something that, that will help you there because this is a starting point the holy spirit romans 8:16 i'm going to go to and it may sound like i'm rambling but i'm really not i want to build i want to build people that are disciples i want to this program if i had any wish it would be that we are discipling people Yes, do we try do we do we preach the gospel message and salvation message? Yes, we do. But my my focus to a gentleman named Pastor Dave, who gave me the gospel in nineteen eighty six for the first time in my life. Uh, I have always he gave me the the mindset when I first started Being a teacher, a Bible study teacher, a moderator in his church uh, in, like, 1987, discipleship. I want to be here to disciple people. That's why I call this a Bible study with Carl on Freedomizer Radio. It is your Bible study. It's with me, but it is yours. I want to do everything I can to disciple you, disciple believers, and to all of us. As I read the scripture to you, and it helps you, reading the scripture is also helping me. Every word that I say here, I am reading to myself as well as to you. But for the beginning part, Romans 8:16, the Holy Spirit itself will bear witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. The Holy Spirit will bear that witness. So I know, folks, that I am born again. I'm positive of it. The Holy Spirit has confirmed that to me. I know it. I'm not basing it on the fact that I said a prayer after someone or that I came up to an altar. not saying don't do that, don't hear what I didn't say. I'm just saying I'm basing it on biblical scripture as to my authenticity and and conviction that I am saved. But a, a little secret. I about in the middle of November ran into an individual who asked me if I show the love of God. He asked me, well, what about the fruits? Just hold on a minute. I'll bring Raven on. All right. Raven, you on? Hi, Jim. Good afternoon, oh. Carl. I'm here, yeah, Carl.
0: Yeah. Yes. Can
1: Good you afternoon. Hear me? I can hear you wonderfully. Okay. Because okay. may, I may cut out a little bit occasionally because I'm using these stupid um, headphones. But uh, I want it always, always to be, this is a discipling, in addition to if, new, if people who are not born again hear it, that they will listen to the words of the scripture. And the words of the scripture for Romans 1.16 have the power to convert people. But I want this born again Christians, w you're the moment you're born again, folks, you're gonna be under attack. And that just that is a spiritual war we're in. I want everything that we do and I've tried uh, we prayed to God to channel everything that we do here into a discipling session for born-again people. you. This is the one thing that I have seen all my life as a Christian, which is 37 years and a half years. I've seen this as a weakness. We have a lot of people giving evangelistic messages, and that's nothing wrong with that. But the one thing both Raven and I have tried to do, when we anything we're teaching, including the radio station here, and she used to be on, on Wednesday night, is we are trying to disciple born-again believers because most churches don't have these programs. They've got all kinds of entertainment programs, all kinds of church building or planting programs and and new believer programs. There's nothing wrong with that. There is a great dirt for someone to let God. Again, God has to work through us. It's not something we can do. But to nourish believers, believers need nourishment. We're in this physical struggle daily. In fact half hour ago Raven you sent me a message about the battles and I responded the same things I'm going through the battles that yeah. we're going through as well. You've got to have this nourishment daily folks you've got to or you're going to cave in. Yes. Yeah. The love of God that we just read in 1 John 5 4-5 through if you are not if you do not feel in prayerfully examining yourself, prayerfully examining yourself, not according to someone else's wisdom, prayerfully examining yourself, and you feel you're not manifesting the love of God in your life, doesn't mean you're not saved, but it could. Use all of these things. And I I tried to get this through on Thursday night in a Bible study I had where well, this is not all things that were to make out a checklist of thousands of things. Every week you go to church, and you get a checklist of things to do and don't. No, that is not the point of the Bible. The Bible yes. is to lead you to your Savior, Jesus Christ. And then once you are truly born again, and I mean truly born again by the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will then work in you. To do the things you should do And don't do the things you shouldn't do To make just another Rules and regulations out of this book Is a total mistake Now having said yeah. all that We're going to go back to the cross of Christ But why don't you pray Raven for God's Leading of this and I don't mean Assistance, leading every word right. yes Yes
0: <laughs> Father we're so Grateful your Holy Spirit who who if we lean on you if we truly allow him to live through us he will lead us in everything he will as you say he will make our path straight if we just rely on you this is, this is not an every Sunday thing. This is moment by moment. And so now, Lord, we put ourselves as we should constantly. We put ourselves in your hands, our very mouth. We subject to you as we go through these next 90 minutes. And we just ask you, Lord, to give us every word so that Nothing that we say will be contrary to your will. In Christ's name, amen. All right,
1: now before we get rolling here, did you want to say anything or add anything uh, as a result of last week before I start off in another direction?
0: (laughs) You know, Carl, it's so funny. Every week when you do this, when you do this program, if I cannot make it or – and this is your program. This is yours. I, this is really nothing to do with me. I, I come on and, and do this as, as – almost as a guest, if you will. You know, I mean, I, I it, it started out with me coming on and just sort of helping out and reading, you know, verses for you, and, and then I would – occasionally uh, uh, take your place if you needed me to and, and this kind of thing. Yep. And then I had my program and, you know, and, and thus and such. And, and then I began to uh, come on as uh, almost a co-host, if you will. Um, but, but here's the thing. I began, and I'm going to explain something about this in a moment, but I began to feel guilty if I wasn't on time or if I didn't make it and I felt the the need to apologize if I was late and whatnot. And, and, and I want to tell you, there's something that you said to me a while ago, but I never, I don't know if I never believed it or if it's just because, you know, just because we're Christians doesn't mean that Satan can't, can't ride us, you know? He will oh. sit next to what, right? You know this, yeah.
1: Well, Galatians five seventeen, five seventeen says that that absolutely does happen. Your that's not your opinion; that's biblical. Yeah, and and, and he just
0: and and part of. You know, if, if each of us goes back and looks at our upbringing, our background, and you and I were just talking about this, there are, uh, I, I don't know how to put this, but but let me just say that there are things in our background that Satan loves to use against us. No matter how we were raised. Yep, and he will. Yes, and he does. And, and I don't care if you had the most perfect, beautiful upbringing in the world. He's going to find something. He's going to find something. He may use that perfect, beautiful upbringing you have had and use now that, that is, against you.
1: That is a perfect statement. He will use the good against you and the bad against you.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: Oh, he will. Well, and, He's and
0: I, Yes. And I've mentioned this before. you know I've talked a little bit about how my upbringing <laughs> was horrific it, it, even up until it, even up until very recently. I mean, you know I, I, I've had you know family issues and whatever, and so and my I have family members who are masters at guilt. they love to take. And they, because they know my past, and they, you know, and it doesn't matter who, it doesn't matter. But they just but love to say, well, period, you...
1: Even, 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 you, yeah. Even if your past was exemplary, the enemy would still figure out. He would call you a Galatian. Right. Well, you're not really right. a Christian. You just think by right. being good, you're going to... Play. There's no way right. out of this mess other In, than... Exactly. God. Exactly.
0: And, you know... <laughs> So something happened. In the last couple of weeks, I've been going through some really bad, tr- Satan's been fighting me and there's just some things going on and and maybe a little more than a couple of weeks, but it doesn't really matter. Anyway, so oh, over this last week, it's gotten very, very bad. Like I said, maybe two weeks, extremely bad. And, um, and I called Carl over the weekend. Carl, I can't even remember what day it was. Um it doesn't matter. was but Thursday. Thursday? Thursday. Yeah. I mean, and I was uh, there's in fact let me let, let me pull up the I I'm going to use scripture because um because and you, because you used it even with me, you brought up this verse, and it it well, it, it, yeah, it, yeah. it it says it so perfectly. It says it so perfectly because I don't want anyone to say, "Well, then you, you must not be a Christian," because I, I, and I don't want anyone to think of themselves this way either when they get to this point, because this is exactly. What Satan likes to do to us, he likes to make us think that, well, if you are at that point, do you really know God? Are you really a Christian?
1: What is wrong with you? Amen. So, yeah. And you so know second I told you, this, this, this haunts me. This haunts me frequently. And even though I know it's not true, it still, it still burns at me. Yes. So 2 Corinthians 1, uh, Does
0: anyone
1: need verse Dallas 8. Me. So, so we do not... Do you hear that? And you not necessarily
0: necessarily because because to,
1: you. No, what's that? Do you hear other, another voice in the background? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's my okay. fault. Go ahead. Oh, okay, oh, you know okay. No, no, I just want had... hold on. No, no, hold on. I I need to okay. do something. Just bear with me here. Okay. Uh, I
0: just wanted to make sure it wasn't just me that I didn't have a headphone. No, you, no, so. no, no,
1: no, no, nope. Okay. Uh, Go ahead. So
0: 2 Corinthians 1, verse 8. For we do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, of our trouble, which came to us in Asia, that we were burdened beyond measure, above strength, so that we despaired even of life. And this is where I was. I mean, I was this low. This it, it was horrific. But I want to go back to verse 3 to 5, because this is where I am now. In fact, 3 to 6. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. For as the sufferings of Christ abound in us, so our consolation also abounds through Christ. Now if we are afflicted, it is for your consolation and salvation, which is effective for enduring the same sufferings which we also suffer or if we are comforted it is for your consolation and salvation you see we sometimes wonder why we go through verse 8 where we are burdened beyond measure seemingly beyond measure above strength so we're even despairing of life which is where I just was I mean I I I was so bad that it, it, I mean if God had taken my life the other day I'd have been happy for it. I'd have been like, "Good. Let's let's go. I'm ready. I'm I'm done over this. I didn't want to be here anymore." And I know for some to hear that, you you probably think some of you are probably thinking, "Wow." But no, even Paul said this. He was yeah, There are times when we just feel so downtrodden. Satan is just punching us in the face moment by moment by moment. But, but God. You see, when we go through these things, it is our... And I've used this many times. It is our James 1, 2 through 4 moments. Count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Today, today, Carl, is the first day, the first time, I've never gotten on here, and I didn't even realize I was running a few minutes late. I, I don't even know how much time, I don't know, four minutes, ten minutes. It doesn't matter because I got on here, and I felt no need to apologize to you. I'm a few minutes late. You know what? The world didn't end. It it, it was fine. It was fine. Nothing, nothing traumatic happened because of it. I was a few minutes late getting on. So what? It was okay. It's not, you know, God didn't strike me bother you?
1: Did that bother you in the past? Oh,
0: every single time. Uh, There was so much guilt. That's what I was talking about at the beginning where I said all the guilt. So much guilt because I should have, should have, should have all the things I should do. I, it just didn't bother me today. It was gone. I, you know, it's <laughs> so what?
1: Oh, I, I, I got to tell you, Raven, I go through, believe me, I go through the same. Uh, I, I, I go through the same thing, and any believer will, and no matter what stance you take, now he's going to tell you, well, you're haphazard because you don't care if you're no, no. He's going to beat you up, folks, no matter where you are. No matter where you stand. Yes.
0: Now I want it clear. I want to make it very clear. Yeah, go ahead. None of these, none of these feelings ever came from Carl. Carl never said to me, "Boy, you better be there on time." In fact, the opposite. He would say to me, "Don't worry about it." I thought it. I thought. It. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. But, but no, seriously, he would say to me, "It's it's it's okay. It, it's it's not a problem." It's okay. It's not a big deal. Don't worry about it. If you make it, you make it. If you don't, you don't. I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not worried about it. He, he was never, ever condemning, never made me feel guilty. This is stuff from my past that other people have, have put upon me. And so Satan took that and used it. Against me.
1: Absolutely. He
0: loves, yes, he loves to use those things against you. So uh, this is what, though, uh, my my point here is this. God will allow you to go through these trials, just as he said, so that he can perfect you, complete you. Bring you to maturity in Christ. Now I got to tell you, do I want to go through that again that I went through last week? Uh, please, no. Will similar things happen again? Y- yeah, probably. I'm probably going to go through not the same situation, but more trials and and yep. more persecutions and more tribulations and more of those things and the thought of it to be quite honest is terrifying it really is i know we're not supposed to be here and all that
1: yeah you're being honest to put it all to and this is something that irritates me when i hear people preaching or teaching and they're telling people oh that's nothing no more than having a you know, biting into an apple and being a bad spot. Bologna it isn't. Like Paul said, you read that in Second Corinthians 1, that Paul was beyond measure, beyond what he could handle. He even despaired yeah. of his own life. This is what we yeah. need discipling to disciple believers, because there are some people, whether they're believers or not, it's not for me to judge, that they like to take something that the Bible is saying is a very serious issue. Oh, it meant nothing to me. In fact, my wife had breast cancer eight, well, probably nine years ago. And we actually heard from church every Sunday, it's because she's got unconfessed sin and her faith is not strong. Right. And we actually heard that from church. And I'm not knocking church, folks. I go any opportunity I can get, because I need to be fed. But what Raven is saying here, folks, we need to—we need not because she's saying it, but because it's reality. This is something we—this is what I call discipling. We need to take all of us, including us. We need to share in these things with each other because some of the people today want you to think that this is a cakewalk. It is not. Yep. In fact, Raven, yep. Raven, what you're involved in here—read Ephesians 6:12. You're there. Yeah, yeah. You know
0: something you just said, Carl, and I'm I'm heading for Ephesians six twelve. Go ahead. But something go ahead, you go just ahead, go ahead. something you just said. This and something I shared with an, another Christian friend today. <laughs> it, it, my goodness, this is why we have spiritual gifts for the edification of the church. We're supposed to lift each other up, not push each other down. We're not Rita, supposed to Jesus. say to each other. Yeah.
1: Go to Ephesians 4:12. 4.12. 412. Okay. This is the purpose uh, of spiritual gifts. I'm glad you brought that up. For the equipping if you don't of the have saints. A spiritual gift. You, okay. Go ahead.
0: Yes. Yeah. For the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. the edifying of the body of Christ. I called Carl because Satan was battling me with both fists and all of his demons, too. Listen, we must be able to go to each other and say, I am in need, and not have the person on the other end of the phone or, the, or, or in front of us or whatever saying, well... <laughs> That's because you're just a crappy Christian who doesn't, who doesn't do this and doesn't do that. No, think of, think of Job. Think of Job, who his friends, quote-unquote friends, came to him and just said to him, <laughs> well, that's because you are so horrible. Now, there was one then that came to him and said, the problem isn't, that you are so bad that, you know, the problem is that you're not recognizing how good God is. Now, that's a difference. There's a difference in that. Boy, He's that pointing awesome. him. Yes, he was, he was pointing him to God. And that's what we need to do. And that's what Carl did for me. He pointed me to God. We need to point each other to God. Give each other Scripture. Lift each other up to God. And this is exactly what Carl did for me the other day. He lifted me up to God, gave me Scripture, which helped me to get back to where I needed to be. Stop telling each other how horrible we are. We already know we're horrible. Satan's standing there next to us telling us how horrible we are. Do we we need to hear more of it? Satan is punching us in the face. You're horrible. You're terrible. He's filling us with guilt. We have so much guilt. We don't need more. Yeah, we don't need more guilt. We need Christ. We need God. All we need is God, and so Carl, I, I know I'm just I'm just I, this is not to puff Carl up, okay? I'm not trying to puff Carl up. I, what I'm saying is no because this Raven, is what each,
1: Raven, I, I, here, you know I go through my demon attacks too I mean exactly exactly exactly. I mean, the fact <laughs> that I can help you, that doesn't mean that I'm immune from the attacks myself. exactly. This is just for me to
0: say, to to point out that this is exactly what we need to do. We need to say, we don't need the preacher up in the, I'm not saying every preacher does this, but I'm saying we don't need the preacher up front saying, if you are depressed, it's because you're a horrible person. If you're depressed, it's because you're not a Christian. If you're depressed, it's because you're terrible, you're blah, blah, blah. You know what he's doing? He's doing the same thing Satan's doing to you. Amen. Stop listening
1: to that. Stop listening in fact, to that. Hold on. In fact, Corinthians, the Holy Spirit says that Satan has his own preachers and teachers in the church.
0: There, there are preachers
1: of doctrines preaching doctrines of demons and devils, and this is this is why, Raven. I think it's so important that I I want to establish. The fact that we are a discipling—Are we here to evangelize people and give them the gospel? Yes, we are. But that same gospel that saves your soul will also edify you till the time you go into eternity, and that's what yeah. I—that's—and you—you—you you do well at that, and and that's why I think we click in our ideas is because. We we help each other. Now you keep telling yes. how I helped you, but what it, is it the idea of the body of Christ? Is we all help each other. Yes. And it's a con, it's a, a constant. It's a constant backwash. I mean, I give something to you, you give it to another person, and they help someone else. And I mean, it, this is what the church body has to do. Yeah. In fact, that Ephesians four twelve. Read that one more time, and, and read that one more time of what it does. Because this is, I don't think that, I don't think in the churches we're even aware of this thing. Yeah, read for that one more time for the equipping of the saints, for the work
0: of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. That the body of us.
1: Christ. Yeah. That means all of us, because believe me, the day is going to come, and Raven, you know it has come with me in the past over around a year ago. Well, I was I was just so low, I I could walk under a snake's belly without touching them. Wow. Yeah. This this folks is the world we now. Read, read Ephesians six twelve. Carol. This Carl, Carl, yeah. are,
0: are, are, are you from, are you from Tennessee or something? That sounds like something a Tennesseean would say. I could walk under a snake's no. belly without touching him. <laughs> well,
1: wait a minute, I'm I from just, New York City. You know, wait, I'm from New York City. I I know you are. I know you are, but that just sounded like something real country. <laughs> there ain't no Joe. Ain't no snakes in New York City. They're afraid to go there because of the people.
0: I know, but I'm just saying, you know what? If, if somebody's <laughs> listening so, that sounds like they're not from down in Mississippi or Alabama, please, please call in because it, it, that sound just as country as you can get.
1: Well, <laughs> that was country. I, 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 now I see what you're saying, yep. <laughs> but that was country. Uh, like, seriously. I have yeah, gotten I to the point where I'm thinking, how come I'm the only one who feels like this? Folks, we're all going to be in this. Right. In fact, read Galatians 5.17 and then Ephesians 6.12. I want to yes, reach the okay. people who are hurting every week. The people who are hurting, the hurting, the hurting. Yes. For
0: the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. We, we okay. fight this all the
1: time. You just want we to Thursday it. night. Yeah. Yeah. But what did I do?
0: No. See, and this is something we have to be able to do. I am so thankful that I had a brother in Christ I could reach out to. And if we don't feel like we have someone to reach out, that we can reach out to, we are in trouble. I had someone I could reach out to and say, I need help. See, when we, when we are in that, oh my goodness, I'm going to, I'm going to tear, I'm tearing up here. I'm so thankful that that God gave me someone I could reach out to, I I, I knew that I was in trouble. And so I I called Carl and said, help me, please. So I had somebody who knows. This is what our spiritual gifts are for, for the edification of the body of Christ. And he knew he knew that I was in Ephesians six twelve. Which is where we really always are, right, Carl?
1: Always, always, always. always.
0: Even but if we're not in,
1: feeling the fire even if we're not feeling the fiery darts hitting our skin, we're still there.
0: Yeah. Six twelve. But we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places.
1: And that's what Job was fighting. Job wasn't fighting the enemies from from down in hell. They were right up in God's face, and that's in Job 1 and 2. See, this is something, folks, that people... Uh, we may not be aware of. But these powers of darkness, for whatever reason, God does not explain to us. But in Job chapter 1 and 2, it is very clear that these enemies of ours are are right in God's presence in the heavenly realms, accusing us. And you know what? They are right. We are low life. But the cross and your faith in what Christ did at the cross is what levels the playing field. There is no level playing field. We deserve all the punishment, all the torture. We deserve it. None of us are good. Jesus Christ even said that as a man, he wasn't good. In other words, no man is good. The only way we are righteous is by Christ living in us. In fact, you know what? Let's do this, Raven.
0: Why don't we yeah. even
1: go back to Job? Go to Job 1, and I want you to read 6, um, 6 through 10. Let's just see what this says, because we're all in this area, folks. If you're born again here, not all, someone who does not believe in Jesus Christ, and I mean right. believe, mean their faith is in him, their trust and their belief, not just intellectual, someone not born right. again is not in this they got other problems, and they're going to be monumental right. problems. Read read Revelation chapter 16. They're going to be problems you'd rather not even be told about. But if you're a born-again believer, this is why we need, I want this program to be fought of first, last, and always as a discipling program to help each other, not just me. I'm not the great, you know, Johnny Carson used to have this great Karnak that had the answer to everything, no. We need each other. I need you. Go ahead, read six, and just just it, it, just absorb every word. What's going on here? Now there was a day when the sons of God
0: came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came among them.
1: Do you see where Satan is? Where his demons yeah. are? Now the Bible doesn't tell us why God allows us. In right. Revelation, in Revelation, uh, chapter twenty, verse eleven through fifteen is the Great White Throne Judgment. Right before the Great White Throne Judgment, Satan in in uh, in verse ten. And his demon spirits are all going to be thrown into the lake of fire. Until that time, God allows them to accuse us right to his face. Why, we don't know. But go ahead. All right. And the Lord said to Satan, from where
0: do you come? So Satan answered the Lord and said, from going to and fro on the earth and from walking back and
1: forth on it. There you go. And I just happened to bump into Raven Thursday night. You see you see what yep. he's saying? He's got access from the earth to the right in God's presence. Go ahead. Yep. Then the
0: Lord said to Satan, Have you considered, my servant Job, that there is none like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man, one who fears God and shuns evil?
1: Which is every question. We're all in this spot.
0: So Satan answered the Lord and said, Does Job fear God for nothing? Have you not made a hedge around him, around his household, and around all that he has on every side? You have blessed the work of his hands, and his possessions have increased
1: in the land. Okay. But not... Yeah. now." No, just look at 11, and this is what uh, what I I saw happening with you and has happened to me in verse 11. Go ahead. But
0: now stretch out your hand and touch all that he has, and he will surely curse you to your face. So this is what Satan's trying to get us to do. He wants... Yes. He wants us to curse God. He thinks that if he, because he wants Satan, he wants, he's trying to tempt God, just like he tried to, to tempt Christ, who of course is God. Mm-hmm, he, he's mm-hmm. trying to get God to destroy us, to, to hurt us, so that we will curse God. So when God won't do it, he, he says, well, give give me the, give me the power to do it. Verse 12, so the Lord said to Satan, behold, all that he has is in your power, only do not lay a hand on his person. Then Satan went out from the presence of
1: the Lord. Now that is important, Raven. That's something that we touched on a little bit Thursday night. God limits Satan to what he can do. Yes. Yes. God limits Satan to what he can do. But when you get these yeah. feelings, folks, where you would just, you would like Paul said in 2 Corinthians 1.8, he says, we would not, brethren. That means we want you to know this, brethren. Have you ignorant of our trouble which came in Asia that we were pressed out of measure above strength in so much we despaired even of our own life, the sentence of death we had in ourselves? Why? So that we would not trust in ourselves, but in God, which raises the dead. We're all going to have these battles in our Christian life. That's why I want you to think of this program and the two of us as discipling. Not meaning that we've got the answers. We give you the scripture, and the scripture is what will. Uh, the scripture is what will deliver you from these attacks. There's nothing else. I can't do it, Raven. We can't even help ourselves yeah know what helps you and, yep, and what will
0: be your response? Will you become stronger because of it, or will
1: you curse God, or complain? Yes, yes, now, what you said earlier was key: you go through these troubles. So that God can give you the miraculous healing, and then you can pass that on to other people. You know, again, Mm -hmm. it's like I don't want someone telling me that quitting three packs of smoking camel cigarettes a day for years is nothing to it to quit if you haven't been a smoker. There is just something. God allows us to go through this thing so we can have compassion on others. And not only that, but the, the, when, when Raven said in the beginning that you are going through these things so you can, you can help others in the same position you're in, it doesn't mean That's you've fun. gotten stronger. You are, given the, you are given the comfort that God gave. In fact, Raven, read Philippians 4 7. This is the comfort oh. that you're passing on. You and I aren't passing on our comfort. We haven't got anything to help ourselves. Yes. Read just the right? first phrase, Philippians four seven. Oh. Just the first line or two. Okay. This is what we're passing on, and it's God working in us. Philippians four seven. Oh oh yes, I love I love this. But this and is, is something that is not me. Ma- this is not generated from you or I, Raven. This is something God works yeah. in us, and that's what you said in the beginning. I forget the verses you were quoting, but these things happened to Paul so that he could pass on that same thing to others. Yes, and
0: the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding.
1: There you stop right there.
0: Okay. Yeah,
1: you can't explain it. No. Now, I'd like to go back to Job, and I'd like you to read chapter 2, and I'd like you to read through through 4, through 5, 1 through 5 in chapter 2. All right. Again, there was a day
0: when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came also among them. To present himself before the Lord, and the Lord said to Satan, "From where do you come?" You know, I just want to make mention here, when when God says to Satan, "From where do you come?" Or, or when He, he says to him, uh, "Right, this is this is not some sort of a, I don't know where you're coming from, where, just like." <laughs> God knows everything just 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 so we don't
1: No, that's a good point. <clears throat> when God asked Adam and Eve, "Where are you?" He knew where they were. He wanted them to know where they were, that they were in rebellion. So oh, one of us had disappeared. Raven, I lost you. You died off. Hold on. She'll come back. Pull back, Raven. Hurry up. Uh, you know what? I'm going to get into sucking just a minute that I wanted to cover anyhow. I want to go to Second Timothy 3, 15 and 16 and 17. And I want to show you that the very same cross of Jesus Christ, the very same cross that will save your soul, will also be profitable for you for all of this edifying, all of this comfort, all of this peace during these spiritual battles that we are in. So let me read that to you. And from a child, this is 2 Timothy 3, 15, 16, and 17, from a child, you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise to salvation through faith, which is in Jesus Christ. And the Holy Scriptures point to one thing, the cross. Everything points to the cross. From Genesis 1-1 up until Revelation 22-21, everything in, in the Old Testament, points to the cross. Everything in the New Testament points back to the cross. And it makes us wise to salvation. How? Through the Holy Scripture, the Word of God, not Carl's opinion of what it is. Now, here's why I want Raven and I to step in and be conduct this program with our spiritual gifts we had to disciple people, to take born-again Christians, and for them to give us what we need when we're hurting and for us to give them what they need when they're hurting. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God is profitable for doctrine, which we need continuously. You need to constantly, in 1 and 2 Timothy and Titus, Paul keeps talking about it. Stick to doctrine, sound doctrine, base everything on on doctrine, the doctrine of the Bible, not doctrine of men. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, and instruction in righteousness. For what reason? That the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto good works thoroughly furnished under good works. So you see, with the same cross that saves your soul in 2 Timothy 3.15, lasts you until the grave as far as building you, correcting you, reproof, supplying you with correct doctrine and instruction in righteousness. That is what discipling is. Discipling is verse 16, complete. For what reason that the man of God may be perfect, meaning complete, thoroughly furnished to all good works when you are the bible the bible's uh in the in the King James the new King James, the word perfect doesn't mean that we are perfect in performance it means we are perfect in the fact we have the perfect one Jesus Christ living in us through the power of the Holy Spirit when we're born again. Just a minute, Raven passed off and uh, see if she sent me a message cause I'm not gonna call her, but if I call her uh, if I go ahead and call her i'm gonna have to, I might take a gamble on uh blocking what we're doing here and actually knocking myself off the air. so just bear with me a second i'm i I'm technically not good. Are you on the radio? Because I cannot hear you. Oh, let me tell her yes. Just hold on, folks. Just bear with me. Just hold on, I'm still typing. I'm gonna, Raven thinks she's on the radio. She is not on the radio. I've got to get a message to her. She's no longer on. All right, I've got that. Done. She's going to be calling back here very shortly. I'm sure. So the point I'm making here is what we do with the cross of Christ is our salvation. And that is in, yeah, I got the message, yeah. Now, well, she, do you see where she's gone completely?
0: Oh, okay. She
1: disappeared. I just sent her a message. Okay. I will hang up and call back, yeah. Okay. Yeah, she just disappeared. Okay. Okay, that was my wife telling me that uh, Raven thinks that she's still on the radio and she's not. So just hold on. She'll be calling in any second. I am not good with technology, folks. I'll tell you that right now. I I get by, but I'm all thumbs, if you know what I mean, on that. Hello there. Hello there. That Hello. was very interesting. <laughs> yeah, you just, uh, to be honest, you just disappeared from the screen.
0: Okay, well... On my
1: end, and I was I, still I, on I there, and I don't know what happened or why, but you did. You just I don't either. Totally disappeared from just the chit- screen.
0: I was just chit-chatting away, boy. <laughs>
1: yeah, I know. You were. And, uh, and I knew I knew you Probably thought that I didn't hear you, but you just all of a sudden you just hung up. Okay. And, uh, yeah, like I said, on my end,
0: I was still connected. So I thought you. I thought somehow you had dropped off. So that was no, okay. Well,
1: no, no, you just anyway uh, five minutes. Ago, you just disappeared from the screen. All right, but anyway, well, well, let's go back. I was reading Second well, Timothy three fifteen and sixteen and seventeen. It says, "For okay. the child, you have the holy scriptures which make you wise to salvation through faith in Christ." So the we're seeing here that the Word of God, the Holy Scriptures, they make us wise to salvation. And this is where I want to continue with where I think you and I have a a, a, a God has put us here for, your salvation. There are people out there bleeding to death spiritually, constantly, folks, that we need to have a group of people uh, uh, that is able to, edify these people when they're desperate not that salvation and evangelization is not important to say that would be right. ridiculous but there is a right. great dearth in the christian churches before i went on at, at two minutes before my program started i was speaking with a pastor and he was reiterating to me that there is no discipleship program in the churches and that's a general statement Because people are bleeding, there isn't a day go by, I don't read something on Facebook, uh, on the Christian sites, where these people, they just don't think they can get through another day. You even know a couple of the people. You know the people that told you about Thursday night that are going through the same thing you're going through. Yes. You know the gentleman Scott? God is to the point yeah. where he's told me he doesn't know how much longer he can hold up with discouragement. Mm-hmm. We need to be able to disciple born again believers, but it's not us that does it. It's God who yeah. does it in us. So we can do the verses you read in the beginning were perfect. That what we can do is when God gives us that comfort and that peace, we can share that comfort and peace that God has given us with yeah. other people. That's discipleship is about. We need this constantly in the church. And it all goes back to what? The cross. Your salvation is a cross and all of the discipleship is a cross. What I'd like you to do is go to Corinthians chapter 2. Yeah. Or chapter, oh no, not 2, chapter 3. And I want to show this, that the cross is not only the foundation, But be careful that when you build on that foundation, which is a cross, you build on nothing but the cross. All right. Mm, Go ahead and read verse 10. Verse 10. All right.
0: According to the grace of God, which was given to me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation and another builds on it. But let each
1: one take heed. How he builds on it. Okay, now I have laid the foundation. The foundation is Jesus Christ and Him crucified. That is the foundation. That's salvation. You yeah. see that? Well, verse eleven. Yeah. Well, hold on. Let's verse ten. Still, here's the key yeah. folks, where we make so many mistakes, and we all have this tendency. And Paul talks about it in Romans 7 and Galatians. The moment you're truly born again, you thou, you then go back and build the rest of your Christian life on your works, not on the foundation which is laid, which is Christ. Do you see that? Yes, yes. Let every man take heed how he builds on it. The building on it is once you're born again. And how do we, how do most people do it? And the whole book of Galatians was written about it. The moment you're born again, the enemy now wants you to go back, depending on yourself. Yes. No other foundation can be laid. That not only means no other foundation, which is the cross, laid for salvation, but from your moment you're saved to the time you die. Yeah. Okay, go ahead.
0: All right. For no other foundation can anyone
1: lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. And when you're building on that foundation, that means your Christian life. And that's where there's got to be more discipleship in the church to encourage people to go back to the very cross that saved them. Only the cross is saved is gonna comfort you when you get down to where you feel you wish life would end. Nothing else will, I can't. Right. Wow. That is the only thing, Raven, that I was able to even think of when I talked to you and Terry on Thursday night. Bring you back to the same foundation, which is Jesus Christ and him crucified. You have to come yes. back to the cross. Nothing is yes. accomplished in Christianity apart from your faith in what Christ did on the cross. Nothing. Yes. Now yes. Raven had a little. Well, go back and read Job now, chapter two, one through five, and then I'm going to oh, have yeah. him. I want you to. Then I'm going to ask you to explain something else. Okay. So I know you. You're the one who enlightened me on this one.
0: All right. Job 3, did you say? 2. Oh, 2. 1 through 5. Again, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came also among them to present himself before the Lord. And the Lord said to Satan, from where do you come? So Satan answered the Lord and said, from going to and fro on the earth and walking back and forth on it. Oh, this is where you and I had a discussion, which you were not involved in, just a few minutes ago. <laughs> yep. then, the Lord said, then the Lord said to Satan, have you considered my servant Job, that there is none like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man, one who fears God and shuns evil? And still he holds fast to his integrity, although you incited me against him to destroy him without cause. So Satan answered the Lord and said, skin for skin, yes, all that a man has he will give for his life. But stretch out your hand now and touch his bone and his flesh, and he will surely curse
1: you to your face. Now, read 6 just to be sure that God is in control of Satan. Yes.
0: So the Lord said to Satan, behold, he is in your hand, but spare his life.
1: Now, I want you to read 6-1 and 2-1 again. Or no, excuse me, chapter 1, verse 6. And chapter 2, verse 1. There's a very important point here.
0: Okay. Now, the, 1, 6. Now, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came among them.
1: Now, 2, one. 1. Same thing.
0: Again, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came also
1: among them to present himself before the Lord. The problem is, folks, the closer to God you get, the closer to God you get, the more Satan is going to present himself and hassle you and ask God's permission to torment you. And God is only allowing it to get you to trust in him and not your own self, which is contrary to much of the teaching and preaching in the, in the in the Laodicean church that we're in right now where they're trying to get you to get stronger on your own. You can't do it. You have yep. to go back to the very cross that saved your soul. Yes. But every time you yeah. go to God in prayer, Satan is waiting to pounce on you. And he's asking yeah. God, how much can I do? What are the limits? Give me it, because I'm going to do everything. If you tell me I can I can rip their flesh off, I'm going to rip it off right now. Yeah. God limits everything Satan does. So this is not to create fear, please. No fear.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: That's a, good, that's a really
0: good point you made, Carl, because, you know, we have a lot of people out there saying, well, just like you mentioned about, about Sue, a lot of people are out there saying, "Well, if you are under any sort of attack, if you are are under are going through any trials or tribulations, it's because you are not really a Christian, it's because you, you're or, or, or whatever." you know you're you're nope. because you're a mess you're this or that you know now now it could be it could be sometimes it is it so sometimes it is not always but sometimes it is but sometimes it's simply because every single one of us needs to be brought into maturity in Christ and this is ah. just a
1: now this you're going where I was. Well, I said before you hung up on us. Uh, okay. I'm only kidding. <laughs> you. Before you, I, mean, I said I want. You, I want you to say something in Job that you brought up to me. Read Second Corinthians one nine again.
0: All right. Second Corinthians one nine. This
1: is very key to people who are being beat up on. You brought something up to me about the book of Job. And I want I want to stress this because the enemy will, if you don't understand and recognize this, he's going to beat you up on this fact.
0: Yes, we had the sentence of death in ourselves that we should not trust in ourselves, but in God who raises
1: the dead. And Raven, you're the one that showed me of maybe a year and a half ago, that job was going through even though he was a righteous man in his own he was a self-righteous and he was a good man not being cynical he was good but god wow. still had to job allow him to be broken in wow. order to depend on him and that's what god allows for all of us now why don't you just wow. ex- just ex- elaborate on that a minute where you saw, and I didn't say it, that God is allowing Job because he's a righteous man and he does hate evil and loves God. He's got to put him through these same trials he does us so we don't trust in ourselves. Uh, well, and that's something I've never thought until you mentioned yeah. it. I never saw
0: Well, because we aren't told that we aren't told that it, it, what what do you what, i mean what, what are we told about job oh the patience of job the patience of job that's that's the only thing that we are ever told is that job is such a patient man and and i decided a year and a half or so ago whatever it was that i wanted to do a study of job <laughs> let me tell you something I did not decided to do that, decide to do that study. God brought me to that because this was huge. This was huge. I mean, in the first couple of chapters, Job was in the first um, several chapters. Job was very very patient. In fact. You know, he told his wife, you know, stop trying to tell me I needed to curse God. Because she said, curse God and, and, you know, and die. She told Job. He was. She told him.
1: Hold on. This is the point I want you to make. You were right. He was patient. But even with people who are living for God, he's still got to break them of depending on self. And that's what you showed me in Job right and and he but he came to the
0: point he came to the point where God showed him where he was not so patient see we all have our flaws just as we started to talk about and in the that, very beginning
1: that. yes. and that's where we, we we need to, we need to disciple other people in these areas yes Yes, every single one of us, you know,
0: there are many people who, who want to stand up and, and, and I'm not just talking about pastors, but there are pastors who, who we will look at them in the church and, and we think, we think, oh, look at our pastor. He's so perfect. He has nothing wrong with, with him. Certainly he, he lives such a holy and perfect life. Yep. I'm going to say this as 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 sweetly as I can. Baloney. Pure baloney. There what is, is no human? one. That's right. There is no one good. Not one. Not one. Not one person on the face of this earth. On the face of this earth, is good. And that's everything. I believe that's correct. We are all a complete and total mess, all of us. The only thing good in anyone is if you are born again, because then God comes into us and makes us good he's the only i mean he 's the only goodness in us, and we still have we still have in us this this flawed human we're still this flawed human body we still have this flesh and that's what as, as you brought up earlier we are fighting as long as we live the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh and we will go through that our entire lives as long as we live in this body it's always going to happen and that's exactly what job fought and unfortunately for him he did not have the holy spirit residing in him we are so blessed now to have the holy spirit who comes and resides in us but he did not have that and and you can see in job he began to complain a little bit he began to complain just just a little bit at first in in job 7 Verse 16, he said, I loathe my life. I would not live forever. Let me alone, for my days are but a breath. He, he, he became, he started to complain a little. See, he started to complain a little bit, and, and, which is what we do. We start to complain a little bit. In verse 20, he said, have I sinned? What have I done to you, O watcher of men? See, he said, when have I ever sinned? And see, this is part of his problem. He was so good he, he, that he began to be
1: self-righteous. What have, Amen. What have I done he, wrong? He, he was trusting in himself, and that's why God had to do what he does to us, so we trust in God, not himself. That's
0: right. He, he, and, and this is what happens. Sometimes we, we walk with God for so long that we start to get a little puffed up, we say, "What's wrong with me? I, I, I'm so great, you know. Look how wonderful I am. I, I, yep. I'm, I'm a, I'm a wonderful man." It's, and unfortunately, the closer we walk with him, Satan likes to come along and say and put words, put, put thoughts in our head. One way or the other. He likes to either make us feel very, very guilty, or he likes to make us think that we are very, very good.
1: Look That's at, right. so they'll great. Use, He'll use, the, use the very good you do against you. That's
0: right, which is, I think, this is my opinion, but I think this yep. is why you see some of these great, great pastors fall, the ones that yep. you least expect. They're preaching and yep. they're, they've got, they, they, they slowly and slowly build these churches until they've got these huge mega churches. And all of a sudden you see them fall from great heights, you know, you know and, and you think, wow. well, he, he preached so wonderfully. How, how did this happen? The same way that Job just you see this if you really read all of Job. You know, you, you see him slowly as, as all this stuff happens. He starts to say, well, I, 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 I'm such a wonderful person. I, I, he says in 921, I am blameless, yet I do not know myself. I despise my life. It is all one thing. Therefore, I say, he destroys the blameless and the wicked. He's, 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 he's looking to God and saying, basically, how dare you?
1: Very how, good. Dare
0: you do, how dare you do this to me? You, you, you're, you're putting me in the same place as you're putting the, the wicked people. You, you, you're, you're hurting me as if I were one of these wicked people. But I'm not. I'm so wonderful.
1: He, he, or in 10 he two, he says, or, raven, or he'll get yeah. you to the other point where he makes you feel you're useless even to God. Yes. You can, yes, which you is where be. I
0: have recently been. And that's, that's where right. I recently have been. Yes. In 10-2, he that's, says, that's, I will say... Uh, in, in, in chapter 10, he says, my soul loathes my life. I will give free course to my complaint. I will speak in the bitterness of my soul. I will say to God, do not condemn me. Show me why you contend with me. L- listen, listen, to, listen to what he says to God. How dare you? This is basically what he's saying. How dare you condemn me? Think about that. He has become so angry that he is being injured by what he thinks. He thinks God's doing it, but he's, who do you think you are? He's basically saying, how dare you allow me to, to, to be injured in this way? He's angry. See, he, he's becoming and angry.
1: Again, the point, and eventually someday we're going to get to reading the verses, the point I want to get to is no matter where you are, even on one end of the spectrum or the other, or in the middle, or somewhere in between, you have got to go to the cross with everything. Because the cross is the only place that that the enemies have been defeated. Now, I'd like you to read Ephesians 6.12 which tells us our problem. Yes. yes. This is our problem. And then I'm going to read the solution. Yes. This, this has been this the more. problem.
0: This has been the problem since Genesis. And it's the problem still today. For we, this was Job's problem. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, But against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts
1: of wickedness in the heavenly places. Now read Colossians 2.15, talking about what Christ did on the cross. 14 and 15, the cross. Right?
0: Yes, yes. Having wiped Out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us, and he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross, having disarmed principalities and
1: powers, he made a public spectacle. Hold on. Yes. In Ephesians 6.12, the first two things you said that were our enemy is principalities and powers. You yes. see, where the cross are all disarmed, doesn't mean they're not going to oppress you, but they can't overcome you. Right, and if and if they do, it's because we allow it. Right, because we have the power of Christ in us, and that's yes. in Matthew twenty-eight: All power in heaven and this earth is uh, on heaven and earth is given unto me, and I have given yeah. it to you, and I will be with you until. I will be with you forever. He is yeah. Christ has that power, but he's given it to us. Yes. We have if, got if to realize, triumph- folks, we have got to yeah, realize, no. even as we disciple people, that we make sure they realize that power of Christ has been given to them and exercise it over these demons and tell them to get lost. They don't have authority over you. They don't. Yeah. Now, if you wow. don't realize that, they're going to whip you. Wow. Wow. We've got to realize. Please, we've got to... Do you remember, and I'm getting late now, but I'll just say this and I'll be done. You remember in the Old Testament where God said, I've gone in, I've conquered the land, I've defeated all your enemies. Now you go in and possess it. One of my major yes. weaknesses is I have not gone into the land and possessed it based on the fact Christ has already won the battle. Mm, mm, mm-hmm. Okay, I, yeah. I tell you what, that that is where I see myself right now, Raven. I believe the battle's yeah. won, but I'm not going in possessing the land, which means applying <laughs> applying Christ's victory to it. I let little things tear me up. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Okay, I see just what you mean. You know what? We'll come back next week. I want to get off so other people can get on. Why don't you say a right. final prayer and thank God? Because I, where we've gone today in Job, I didn't, I had no intention of that, but it was good, very good. God takes us where He wills, right? That's what we prayed for at the beginning. He will if yeah. we're obedient. Yes, if we're yes. going to go to, if we're going to do everything here on Sermon dot com without reading the scripture or praying to God, then we're, winging it. we're flying a 747 without instruments. And that will result yes. in a fatal crash. Yes. Father, we are so, yes. so thankful. Father, we're so
0: thankful that, that you took control of this, of this 90 minutes that we had and, and showed us exactly where you wanted us to go. <laughs> and, and this is what happens when we pray and ask you to do so, and we relinquish it all to you instead of trying to take it over. We thank you, Lord, for showing us that your Holy Spirit can and will be in charge of our lives when we don't try to take it back over. Thank you, Lord. Thank you so much for giving us your Holy Spirit to, to take us down the path that you would have us to go. In Christ's name,
1: amen. Thank you for right. joining us, Raven. We will be back next week, folks. Hopefully we'll thank be you. be Yes, right. amen.